Welcome to another week of the Sports Block Podcast here. Nathan Stacking with you, as well as my good friend and co-host of this fine podcast, Mr. Travis Krins. Travis, how are we? Baseball is three days away from games that count. I know. You are, so, you are so excited, aren't you? Very goddamn excited. Uh, also, there's baseball in Montreal. I always like the, the exhibition games in Montreal. This year we have Toronto and the Cardinals. All right. I, you know what? Uh, is Toronto a part of it all the time? I feel like they should. Yes, I believe they are there every year. Yes. Good. Good. Got to reach out to the, you know, to the Nordiques of the, of Canada. That's who, right. Because uh, you know, I mean, since Montreal, you know, the team that moved from Montreal to Washington D.C. is always so good. Whatever. Uh, yes. But anyway, we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into a baseball preview here. I figure, you know, we'll probably do. You want to do like. AL, AL, and maybe part of the NL this week, and then the, finish the NL and all of the. Uh, oh, hell! Let's just do the division, and we'll give our playoff picks next week. Sound, sound good? Whatever the hell, talk all of it, none of it, some of it. Whatever. All right, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll figure it out as we go along here. But first off, uh, the final four is set. It's uh, everyone's favorite sister, Jean and Loyola Chicago. They will be taking on the they they won the South Regional. Uh, dominating Kansas State. Mich- they will take on Michigan, who won the West region in a dogfight of a game with Florida State. We'll get into that in a little bit. And then on the other side, the marquee matchup, Villanova, the one seed out of the East after having beaten Texas Tech, takes on Kansas, the one seed out of the Midwest, who had a battle with Duke, and I dare I say was probably the best game that we've seen throughout this NCAA tournament, 85-81 winners in overtime. What uh what, what caught your attention the most either from the Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen, anything from this last week in the NCAA tournament? It appeared Duke Kansas was a good game. Uh yeah, Chicago did it again. Another last second shot, uh beat Nevada. Really beat, yeah. So uh yeah, Chicago's tournament basically. This is what we'll remember that in the Virginia upset. Yep. But um Oh, Villanova, I mean, they're, they've been the best team through this tournament. They've uh, they've pretty much rolled everybody, and I expect them to win this whole deal. Um, I would love to see Chicago in the championship game. Mm-hmm. They may go all the way, but uh, Michigan's probably going to be too much for them. They've really come alive last weekend. But uh, Final Four, uh, solid, sign, solid Final Four. I mean, with all the... The mess, I mean, it, I mean, Kansas, Villanova, people should have picked that just because they're one seeds. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Michigan was in any other bracket, you know, I had them in the Final Four. And then Chicago's your surprise. So when it's all said and done, when we're, we're at, the, at the semifinals, there's really not a whole lot of surprises outside of Chicago. Right. No, absolutely, I agree with you on that. Uh, and I'm trying to think back here. You know, when VCU made the Final Four as an 11 seed, they were, of course, in the play-in game. Uh, George Mason, when they made that run as an 11 seed back in the day, they, I mean, that was sensational. They beat UConn and stuff. But they, I don't think either of them, and you could correct me if I'm wrong here, if you have differing opinions, certainly that's fine. But uh, none of them seem to have the sort of storyline, you know, kind of Cinderella-esque feel to it that, well, I guess they both have the Cinderella. So I guess they just don't have the feel-good story kind of that Loyola Chicago does with the, or 
I don't know. It just seems like people are so much more in love with this Loyola Chicago team than the VCU or George Masons of the past. Is that an overstatement? At least with those other teams, like they've made the tournaments uh, in recent memory. Mm-hmm. Loyola hadn't made it since 85. Yep. But not, I, I still can't name a single player on this team. I have no idea who's on this team. Again, yeah, look, look at their stats. They got a guy with 10. They had three guys averaging 11. And their leading scorer averages 13. So on all those other teams, like you could pick out a couple of guys, like Gordon Hayward uh, with Butler was their best player. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they have Shelvin Mack was he another guy uh, that was for Butler. Um, like You had guys for all of these Cinderella teams with uh, Loyola. This may go, I don't know, this is, I guess, what is different about them is that they're just a good team. They don't have one star player that has kind of broken out, like right. Steph Curry or, or whoever, you know, is that star player, like Mike Dom. Mm-hmm. They don't have that guy. No. And um, it doesn't appear they shoot a lot of threes. They're, they're very, seem like a very old, traditional team. Right. No, they, they are very good. I mean, they're good across the board. You know, they're... they're they're solid everywhere. They're solid defensively. They're solid offensively. They're I think they they're in the I think third in the country in shooting this year. Uh, they don't turn the ball over that much. Uh, and I I mean it's <laughs> when when Sister Jean is the face of the team and she's just the the chaplain. But granted, she's ninety eight years old. I mean it's you know this sort of run and it, yeah, of course she's going to be the face of the team here but you're right i mean they don't have a star player but i think that's what makes this also this team so good is that they don't have to rely on just one guy to help lead them to victory like i mean you could argue that duke you know if evan bagley and hell grace if grace and allen if they aren't on target then duke's going down or you know with kansas if you know Devonte graham and you know, Malik Newman played out of his mind against Duke in the Elite Eight. But, you know, if they aren't on their game, chances are Kansas is going to lose. But if you have, like, Clayton Custer, you know, Custer, if he if he has a bad game, then Ben Richardson can fill in his spot like he did against Kansas State, knocking down six of his seven threes for Loyola. So I just, you know, they have the Krautwig guy, uh, the big guy in the down low. I just think this team is so balanced and so good all over. I thought Nevada would beat them. On Thursday night, uh, I just thought that Nevada has that, you know, the, with the Martin twins, they're very good offensively, not great defensively, but I just thought they would be able to overtake Loyola, and they almost did. I mean, they jumped out to a huge lead. Loyola came back and then took a big lead, and Nevada almost came back and won. But then when Kansas State upset Kentucky, which was great, Xavier Sneed played absolutely phenomenal in that game and you know with the all the fouls what 50 fouls in that game it was a it was rough to watch at times but when Kansas State won I said you know what Loyola Chicago's got this I mean if they played Kentucky I don't think they would have beaten them but then again we didn't think they were going to or at least I didn't think they were going to beat Nevada but when Kansas State got on that side and they won I'm like yep Loyola Chicago's got this they just have that factor and I don't know if they can carry it on against Michigan I mean Michigan I'm going to blame Noah for this in part as to why I... Blame your damn kid, please. I I, I, I did. (laughs) 
I did not get to watch as much college basketball this year as I would like to. Um, but it's obviously for very good reasons. I hope to watch far more college basketball next year. But I didn't realize Michigan was a top four defensive efficiency team. You know, you think of John Beeline and his teams, and you just think of, well, they score lots of points, they shoot lots of threes. And they do shoot lots of threes, but, I mean, for them to be as good as they are defensively, I think it's going to be difficult for Loyola Chicago, but with how balanced they are, I don't think you can count them out by any stretch of the imagination. I think, uh, I mean, Loyola, nobody, I mean, no, nobody has scored 70 on them yet. Nope. Uh, the weird thing about Loyola, three of the four games they've played, their opponent has scored exactly 62 points. Mm-hmm. And Nevada scored 68. So this game is being played in the 60s. I'm sure Michigan would rather play this one in the 70s or 80s like uh it's a good indicator if we're at halftime you know and it's like 32 31 that's probably or, or low 30s it's probably advantage to Loyola mm-hmm. if, if they're playing in the upper mid upper 30s probably advantage Michigan so low scoring game advantage uh to Loyola Chicago despite uh you know as you said Michigan's great defensive efficiency um low, lower scoring would be good and uh I mean, Kansas State was, I think, again, I didn't even have them in the tournament. I thought, I mean, I think they're just one of the worst elite eight teams that we've seen in in quite some time. But there's been plenty of 10, 11 seeds in the Elite Eight here over the past 10 or 15 years. But mm-hmm. I this team was pretty bad. And people were saying, um, you know, people wanted Bruce Weber fired, apparently, or didn't like him, Kansas State fans. Yep. And, uh, you know, oh, where are those people now? It's like, Jesus Christ, yeah. you beat, uh, look, you beat Creighton, you beat a uh, 16 seed, you beat Kentucky, that's, you know, uh, that's a solid one that nobody thought would happen. Then you just get, get it handed to you by uh, Loyola. So, they had a very fine season, but they were, you know, just as far as a team, I thought, not, not all that impressive. Right. Uh, I mean, I think they're going to be really good, though, next year. They return their top seven scorers. Wade Davis, who only played seven minutes in this tournament with a foot injury, he's coming back. So I think Kansas State is definitely a team that you're going to need to fear next year. Looking back at last year's Elite Eight, uh, you had in the East region, Florida against South Carolina. That was a four against a seven. And in the West, it was Gonzaga against Xavier. Xavier was an 11 seed. Gonzaga was a one seed. In the South, you had UNC against Kentucky. That was an outstanding game. Uh, 75-73 was the final there. That was a one versus a two. Then you had Kansas against Oregon. That was a one versus a three. So um, would you say Kansas State is worse than all of those teams from 2017? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. uh, I'll just flip back now to 2000. Just, Just, just. Just, just go to like double-digit sweet or double-digit lead eight teams. It's up from there. Okay, uh, let's see. I mean, they, I mean, they were not. I mean, it's maybe Kansas. I think this year at Kansas, I saw that was a good game. Um, I think with the Big Twelve, you think, like all those teams had some good wins, and some of them had some bad losses. It, it's been a while since there's been 
How about that how about this in uh, 2016? Syracuse was a 10 seed. They ran through. You know, that was the year that uh, Mich- they were on Michigan State's side. Michigan State up, got upset by. Yep, they got upset by Middle Tennessee State. Then Syracuse beat Middle Tennessee State. Syracuse upset Gonzaga and then uh, upset Virginia, the one seed. Oh, go figure, Virginia losing. That's a that, that, that's a hilarious. And then they lost to UNC in the final four there. So Syracuse was a 10 seed. Would you say that that arguably was the worst team? Like they had a pretty soft road to the final four that year, it appears. Well, I mean, you could maybe make the case uh, for that. I think... Uh, I mean, you can make the case that they were... I think Kansas State would probably be worse. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're fine. You, I mean, they're Syracuse, I guess, would be in that discussion. Do you want me to go back one more year? Sure. Okay, let's see here in this... Yeah, Kentucky against Notre Dame. That was a good... Uh, Wisconsin against Arizona. That was one, too. That's nothing. Uh, Louisville... I, mean, I, was just looking, I was just looking back at... Teams like if Kansas would have made the Final Four, if you had all the seeds they beat, it would have come up to forty. So an average of a ten seed per round is what it would have been. Mm-hmm. Like you look, you look back in those mid mid early two thousands. You got like kind of just looking back at like what Final Fours we could have had. You got like 12, 10, 11, 12 seeds like Stanford or Alabama or Kent State or just some weird weird teams that were so close. Yeah. No, so it, it's it's definitely interesting to look at. I think, again, when Michigan's on with their three point shooting, uh, just forget about it here. Duncan Robinson, very good. Um, I think Loyola's defense can, you know, factor into this. But uh, I mean, at the end of the day, Michigan's got the size, so I think Michigan's going to win that one. Villanova, Kansas, to me, I mean, Villanova shot terribly against Texas Tech. Uh, they, they shot four of twenty-four from beyond the arc, and when Nova shoots bad, very poorly from beyond three-point line or be, you know three-point land, they lose their games this year. I mean, that's how they lost four games. And for them, I think that was a, a very good win for them to know. And they're a very good free-throw shooting team, so to be able to get by a, a you know defensive team like Texas Tech, I thought that was. A good win for them, considering they did not shoot their best in that game. I think Nova rolls Kansas by 10, 12 points minimum. I would agree with that. I think they, I mean, Kansas, uh, again, we talked about them early, and they were not impressive. And uh, they just got by Duke again. This was the year of some flawed teams. Duke was a flawed team. Kansas was a flawed team. Carolina, uh, Virginia, all of them except Villanova. And I think Nova rolls Kansas uh, by a good margin. Um, I think Michigan can beat Kansas, uh, but again, uh, you're going to need Villanova to play poorly. If Villanova plays well, you're not going to beat them. Well, they're going to score 90 on your ass, and you can't keep up. Well, and I think part of the reason, and maybe this is Villanova probably wouldn't admit this, and maybe it's it's a it's flawed logic, but. They, you know, Jay Wright said after the game against West Virginia that that was the most grueling game that they've played all year because West Virginia played them physically. They've just beat them up physically and mentally for all 40 minutes. 
West Virginia ended up, or Nova, Villanova beat them 90-78. to But for Jay Wright to say that, and then to come back a couple of days later against another good defensive team like Texas Tech, maybe they didn't have it, and yet they were still able to get by. Kansas is not nearly as good defensively as West no. Virginia or Texas Tech. Ironically, you know, those teams are in the Big 12, and Kansas got by them. Uh, you know, West Virginia likes to just, you know, piss leads away in the second half like it's their J-O-B. But, I mean... I, I just yeah I, I agree with you I think Villanova is just head and shoulders better than Kansas, but having said that, you know Kansas has gotten by uh, so far and you never know what you know Malik Newman could have another big game and Kansas could win but I like I I, I see Villanova winning this and then if they play Michigan or Loyola Chicago I'd like to see a you know the all Catholic national championship game Loyola Chicago against Villanova that would be fun but I think. Either if it's Villanova or Michigan, I I think I just like Villanova too much. Michigan though would be would give them a run for their money because of the defense and because of their uh, good three point shooting led by like Mo Wagner and, and Duncan Robinson. Easter Monday, Zach, and Easter Monday. Yep. The fish. The fish? Oh, the ship. The fit? What? No, all the the fish with Easter Monday. Uh... Lent, Lent, and yeah. your fries and bullshit like yeah. that. You know um, what? Uh, you know what? Sister Jean gave up for Lent. She said, "Losing." Yes, oh, that's a uh, well, well played, Sister Jean. Sister Jean has a Twitter account. Do you think she's running her own Twitter account? Not a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. So I will, I will say Villanova wins. Yeah. Uh, are you in agreement there? I think, yeah, Villanova's running the whole thing. I mean, they're probably playing Michigan, but I would prefer Chicago. Yes, agreed. Um, and Villanova, again, I, I said this in our chat on Sunday, but if Villanova can, if Jalen Brunson and Malik Bridges come back next year, and I don't think it's a guarantee that both of them, or either of them, you know, either of them, or you know, let alone one of them come back, I would hope they do, but if they all come back, Villanova's head and shoulders the team to beat next year. I mean, I think they're just going to roll kids. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be fun. I I've become a Villanova fan um, over the last few years. Uh, I just like what Jay Wright does, and you know, getting the these the, these kids that he do, that he has. I, I I like Villanova, and I hope they uh, dominate next year. Assuming Jalen Brunson and uh, Michael Michael Bridges come back. Uh, Duke's going to be, uh, I think Duke and Kansas are going to be voted one or two because Duke's got, you know, all the guys again. Zion Williamson. Yep. Duke has turned into Kentucky and it's somewhat Kentucky's won one national title and Duke hasn't won any have they in this run, this mm. short run. Uh, uh, they, well, beat, they, they beat Wisconsin into, a few years back. Yeah, when they turn into this one and done factory here. Yeah, I just this this has not worked for me. These these one and done. It just has not. I have not seen. I mean, you look at the national champs. Uh, Villanova's won it. They sure as hell aren't doing it. Uh, Carolina, they sure as hell didn't do it. Right. You just look at some of these some of these uh, teams. It's not. Louisville you know, it's didn't not, do it. Kentucky no. did with uh, with um, um, Anthony Davis. A- Anthony Davis. Yep. That was the one, and he's been by far the best player out of, you know, 
Yes. All of them that they've had, and they won handily um, in 2012. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's the one time it's worked for Calipari. Um, other than that, I mean, Kansas doesn't do it. Right. Um, but it, it usually does not work. If we're talking, you know, Final Fours and all that. Right. No, no, I, I, I agree with you there. So we both have Villanova. Winning the national championship there. It's Final Four from San Antonio. Games 6.09 Eastern, 5.09 Central Time on TBS. And then 8.49 Eastern, 7.49 Central Time on TBS there on Saturday. The national championship game, I think, tips off like 9.18 Eastern or something like that. 8.18 on uh, on Monday on TBS. So, fun to be had by all. I think that's, I think that's a tip-off time. Anyway, um... Next year, the Final Four is as close as it will ever be to us. Yep. Uh, similar to the Super Bowl, um, Final Four, uh, I'm much more... Into? I would rather... Yes, I would rather go to the Final Four than the Super Bowl stuff. Um, so hopefully, we go to that next year. Yeah, that would that would be a lot of fun. I've, I've looked at like ticket packages you know, before, and I think like VIP... Something is like three thousand dollars or something, but that's for the entire final four and and food and everything like that. But it was it sure be a lot of fun. It, it's going to be a great atmosphere there at uh, at US Bank Stadium there. And I, I saw I think in twenty twenty one Target uh, you know the Target Center is going to be host to the Midwest Regional, so that's yeah. a, that's something to look forward to. Um. But yeah, that, that, that's great stuff, and, and we'll uh, react to the Final Four and, of course, the National Championship game next week. Uh, anything else? Oh, uh, Steph Curry is injured, grade 2 MCL sprain. And, uh, oh, wait, before I get into the NBA, um, I, I did see, we had talked about this, uh, that it was likely going to happen, and then Jeff Goodman broke it on Sunday. That, that, that Craig Smith, USD heads ba- uh, men's head basketball coach, is going to be named the Utah State men's basketball coach. Uh, Danny Hurley, or is it Danny or Bobby? Uh, Danny went da- to da- Yukon. Uh, Yukon from Rhode Island. So um, I thought there was one other piece of coaching news. They're not the Anthony Hardaway to Memphis. Um Tommy Smith to oh, High Point. Yes. Tommy's to High Point. Bring he, him back. He, to the uh, yeah, watch out for High Point in the Big South Christ next almighty. year. Is is all? I mean, well, it's his alma mater, so I mean that's fine. Give but, it up, Tommy. Give it up. But uh, <laughs> right. Uh, but Craig Smith to Utah State. I believe that this it doesn't hand SDSU the Summit League title. Um, I mean, having Mike Dom back certainly would put SDSU in the driver's seat, but, and I know USD has Matt Mooney, but I just think losing a guy like Craig Smith, who is, who had done a very nice job in kind of building this USD program up, uh, to be, you know, one of the best in the summit league, I think that's going to hurt them a lot. And the one thing to me that I'm having a little bit of a issue with, or maybe just a question. I know TJ Otzelberger at some point is going to get a call from Iowa state or some other big-name school, and he'll leave SDSU. But it seems to me that USD just, when their coaches start to get, like, why are people going to USD to get their coaches? Amy Williams, phenomenal job, uh, and, you know, she's she's doing some good stuff there at Nebraska. But, like, what has Craig Smith done 
that Utah State would be like, yeah, that's our guy right there. That's our guy. I, I mean, what is there something I'm missing there? I guess DSU is a much more established. So when you compare those two, yes, like USD is a jumping off point for for coaches, and SDSU might become that once you know Stig is done. And once AJ is done, whether that's in five years or twenty years, mm-hmm. and then we then we may I mean we're seeing this with men's basketball. Will Otzelberger be here for five years? Will he be here after next year? How long will he be here? So, um, I guess you know, I guess it would make sense. I mean, the women's team for the Jackrabbits, I believe, are a top twenty-five, thirty team. Yep. And then and the football team's going to become a top five team. So, I mean, that's not happening at USD. I mean, their women are good. Uh, as we know, they've won a national championship stacking. Yeah. Uh, they, the, they, the they didn't win the WNIT championship this year. TCU took them now. Almost won another national title. It's a shame. But like, USD is like more of a jumping off point, I think, while SDSU is seen as the team in the Summer League. Um, I mean, he, he did very well. He took them from not much of anything to, the, you know, arguably the best team, second best team in yeah. the conference. Yep. And he was at Nebraska, an assistant at Nebraska, so that's a, a big time deal for him. Um, but it, it, it's fine with me, I guess. I, um, I, I know he didn't go to the tournament, but some of uh, Tennessee State, their head coach, they had they they didn't have a, a all that good of a team this year. Either they were okay. Mm-hmm. He somehow this coach went to Missouri State. Really? And he, I mean, Tennessee State sure as hell wasn't, you know, going to the tournament or even really among the teams that you would. Oh, yeah, they've got a chance in the OBC. I think a couple of years ago they were like, a, you know, one of the three, four top teams, and this year they were just an average team. So he goes to Missouri State because Missouri State's head coach where he went wherever the hell he went to. Did he like, get Missouri fired? State, he may have, whatever happened to him, if I saw it today, I forgot about it, but whatever happened to Missouri State's coach, whether he got fired or went somewhere else, um, it doesn't take much, I guess, to get a job somewhere. No, I... Uh, I mean, look at, look at Drake. Drake was open last year, <laughs> and Craig Smith had the job, but he turned him down. Yeah. Now, whoever went to Drake, they were, I mean, not good. Now, this year they're at 500, so that's better. Now that coach went to what? He went to Colorado State. Yep, and apparently he had the Colorado State ties. I did not realize that because Craig Smith was supposed yep. to, you know, be he was among the favorites to land the Colorado State job because he had been an assistant out there under what Tim Miles or something like that. So yeah, that's the Nebraska Tim Miles Colorado State. Yep, and and again, I'm I'm not trying to be dismissive of Craig Smith. Here, because as you said, like he's he's helped build USD into a top program in the Summit League, but it's not SDSU, and he hasn't made the NCAA tournament. So I guess it it just kind of surprised me that a school like Utah State would go after him in the Mountain West. Um, but but then again, you know, if obviously they knew him from his Colorado State days, so maybe it doesn't. Maybe it does make sense. I don't know. It was just a little surprising to me that if he didn't have any ties to the program, that they would go that route. But, um, you know, hopefully, you know, like we say, SDSU can be that program that coaches want to go to. 
Um, and how long they can stay depends on how, you know, the good recruits you get, like the Mike Doms and uh, David Jenkins Juniors of the world, Nate Walters. So, I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a couple weeks before they get a new coach. Yeah. Do you um, don't think it's going to be Austin Hansen? Yeah, I don't know. I I would guess he would go with him, I guess, two. Uh, two there. Okay. Maybe if, um, I would put Austin Hansen at the top of the list for SDSU in, in the next two years. Come back, I think that would make a lot of sense. You think he would go to – because he left SDSU to go to USD. Yeah. Oh, you give him that job, he'd be back. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt in my mind. Well, does he have ties to USD more so than SDSU? Austin Hanson? Yeah. Yeah, he played at SDSU. I mean, it was very surprising that he uh, went to USD. Um, he played. He went to Brandon Valley. Uh, he was one of the great players mm-hmm. in, in Jackrabbit history. It was very surprising that he landed at USD. Because he went... Um, you know, like the man, he was at Mankato, I think, as an assistant or a head coach. Came uh, to SCSU, and Maggie obviously was his coach when he played. And um, I think uh, Austin Anthony went somewhere for a year, then came back to USD, so that was surprising. But I would put him at the end of the list if Bouncer Board relieves. Um, Ryan Miller, I think he's Mike Miller's brother. Yep. He was a name. A couple of years ago, when Otzelberger uh, got the job for SCSU, yep. um, he would seem to make a lot of sense. Um, he's big with recruiting. Um, he's now at TCU, so he's had a lot of high-profile jobs as far as being an assistant mm-hmm. at some bigger schools. So, as far as like his names right now, I would go with Ryan Miller to be a guy for USA. I think that would be a good pickup for them. Oh yeah, yes, no doubt. No doubt about it. So, um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk more college basketball next week. Is Clem Haskins still kicking? No, I, I don't know. Is uh, what Nolan Richardson? He going anywhere? Yeah, we could maybe have co-coaches. <laughs> uh, Leonard Hamilton was an asshole. I want to mention yes, that. Yes, yes, yeah. That, 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 I mentioned that earlier and forgot about it. Yeah, the, for those that don't know, uh, didn't watch the game. Florida State down by four, attempts a three-pointer. They should have tried to go for a two. They're trying to get fouled and go to the line, uh, but they missed the, the shot, and then Michigan gets the rebound, and there's 11 seconds left, and Florida State inexplicably doesn't foul Michigan to try and extend the game. And then uh, why don't you take it from there with what uh, he did to Dana Jacobson of CBS. Like I had it on mute, and he starts steadily walking off. So I'm like, what's going on here? And she asked him about why didn't you foul down four with like 10 or 12 seconds to go. And he kind of gives this puzzled look like like he had never even considered it. So I, I don't know if he's trying to, you know, stick up for his players. But, you know, um, I'm glad he didn't foul because these games take a long time at the end. Mm-hmm. But I think everybody in that instance would foul because you're only down four. You need a lot to go right. Um, but it's not impossible. Things, you know, crazier things have happened. And apparently uh, Michigan's like in the 200s uh, for free throws, so it's not like they're great. So you give it a chance, even if they foul it. I mean, they're still probably going to lose. But just his attitude of, what? I thought, I mean, she was in the right and he was in the wrong. Oh, definitely. I think every just about every reasonable person would be on Dana Jacobson's side here. 
like Florida State, they've had a couple of runs in the tournament, but I don't know anybody who thinks that he's an actual good coach. Yeah. No, no, you're right. It was uh, it was bizarre to say the least, and uh, he's definitely in the wrong. Uh, before we get to baseball, uh, Steph Curry, grade 2 MCL spring, he is out. Uh, St- Steve Kerr, Warriors head coach, says through the through the first round of the playoffs, they're going to reevaluate him uh, in three weeks here, but he says the first round of the playoffs not going to happen. Now, things could change between now and, and then. But, um, I don't expect him to play in the first round. I, I wouldn't either, but the Timberwolves are in that seventh seed, and I know you and I differ a little bit here, but I... I Again, you probably don't want to play the Warriors. I, I would say the... Well, yes. I mean, yes. They, they are the favorite to win the whole thing again. But uh, do you want to take them down when they're beat up and they won't have Steph Curry? I mean, we know Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green are great, but... Steph Curry seems to be the star, the straw that stirs that drink, and I, I just think with all the injuries that Golden State has had, I think a team, if assuming Jimmy Butler is back and healthy, I think a team like Minnesota would give them certainly a run for their money and win that series. And then the thing is, here, if you're in the West, who do you really want? You know, if because if you're the seven seed and you can play a banged-up Golden State Warriors team, then you get the winner of Portland and whoever the sixth seed is, whether that be San Antonio or or whoever. I mean, Oklahoma City's in that four spot. Do you want to be the five seed there? I Probably not, because then you'd have to play the Rockets, and you're just going to lose you know, in five games to them because they'll beat you 140 to 120 or something like that. I, I just think that in this instance, playing the Warriors without Steph Curry in the first round is n- isn't all that bad to me. I mean, I, I, sorry, <laughs> that took a while to pull out a terrible word like bad. I, 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 Where we differ is that I think you think whoever plays Golden State in the first round can be competitive. Well, I don't expect any... If you win a game off of them, I'll say pretty goddamn good. Uh, at okay, most, yeah. I expect them to lose one game. I expect them to lose. I don't care who they play. I expect them to sweep. If they lose one game, I'll give them that, but no more than that. Yeah, I I would say they whoever plays them. I think I think a team like the Timberwolves, who have hung with the Warriors in the past, I think they could win minimum two games. I would give. I I, I I would give them. I. I would give them a decent chance to win that series. I really would. I wouldn't. No, I would not. That's I, where we differ. Yeah. No, I would it, not give anybody yep. any chance to beat. Only team I give. I, only team that I give any chance to beat Golden State this year is Houston. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. I mean, but I, I'm just saying. You would prefer to play them without Steph Curry, right? But even without Steph Curry, they are still the favorites. Do you want to? As long put- as they have, you know, as long as they have either Curry or Durant, they are still the favorites. Even if Curry's out for the year, they are still the favorites. If Durant was out for the year, it'd be tough, but they're still the favorites for me because they've won a title without Durant. Yep. Um, and then yep. that's luxury they have. They have two of the five best players. If one of them's out, that's fine. Yep. Uh, I mean, I think in the West, you would rather you you were okay being the six or the seven seed, right? Because you could play. I, there's not a whole lot of difference between these teams, record wise. I mean, there's one game separating the eight from the five 
it's, you know, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, Minnesota could be the, the four, it could be the eight. Right. I mean, it's, it's very difficult, and if, you know, you'd probably prefer to be, uh, to be like a six seed. I mean, you don't want to play Houston, you don't want to play Golden State. I don't think Oklahoma City's very good. Uh, Portland, I think, is pretty good. Everybody else, they're just teams. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, Utah, I'm a, Utah, what are they, like 22-3, and three, Utah, on a run here? Oh, I don't think quite that good. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't think they were 22-3. and three. They're 8-2. and two. I think they're, like, on this amazing run here. This, let's see. So, I mean, they're a team that's scrapping and clawing just to get in. I would prefer to see... See one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. So they won like uh, nineteen of their past twenty-three. So they're they're an album run. Yeah, yes, they are. I and I I think it's so difficult. And, and you mentioned it. I mean, the West just you know all these teams are so like r- roughly the same. I mean, I think you can make arguments for wanting to be the four or the six, you know, or the, the five or the six or the seven seed here. Yeah, I, it's just it, because if you're the four or the five seed, you're like, sweet, we're going to win and then we have to play Houston. You know, if, you're, if, if you're the six seed, you say, oh, okay, you know, we can play, we play Portland, we can beat Portland, but then. You know, we have to face a Golden State team at full strength. Don't really have a shot there. That's why I think, a t- again, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. You know, with a, the Golden State is loaded. They have great players. They, they shouldn't have a problem. But I, to me, I would much rather try and take down a, Golden, a banged-up Golden State team in the first round. And then if you could somehow beat them, then I, I would say, hey, hell yeah, give me Portland in the in the semis, and then, you know what? You're going to lose to Houston in the Western Conference Finals? Fine, so be it. But I, I almost feel like that's the way I would want it to go, but what the hell do I know? Hey, there's no upsets in the NBA playoffs, usually. No. No, unlike no. the NHL, there's there are very few upsets in the NBA. And Minnesota's defense is so bad that... Yeah. I think they need to... If they could, you know, Houston, Golden State, uh, I don't think they could beat Portland. Anybody else, they give them a chance, you know. Uh, Oklahoma City, that just didn't work. I mean, Carmelo Anthony's not a big asset now, so mm-hmm. that's unfortunate. Um, you know, Pelicans are playing well without Cousins. Anthony Davis is really good. I would like to see Denver get in there, but I think Denver's going to be uh, that first team out. So I think the playoffs are pretty much set in the West, just a matter of who's going to be seated where and uh, the Spurs they're a mess so yeah. uh, for the first time I mean first time in a long time the East is actually interesting yep. because um, I still think Cleveland comes out of there uh, re, I mean I, were you there when I asked about Toronto yeah like why, like why do people think Toronto's any good why I, do they think they're any threat to do anything I mean, no, I mean it's kind of like to me, you know, they're the Virginia of the yeah. of the NCAA, of the NBA playoffs. You know, you have a, such a good year, but yet your playoff history precedes you. And 
people are like, well, okay, well, when you run into Cleveland, you aren't going to win because you can't win on the road. I mean, you barely got out of the first round until last year. So I I agree with you, but I, to me, what they have Serge Ibaka, they have you know Kyle Lowry, uh, Demar Derozan. These guys are they've been through the ropes before. Same old guys, the I, same old guys that they've always had. It's just junk. But what's the difference between this year and the regular season and, and other know. years? I, so I think that I think that that gives you some reason to believe in this team, but at the same time, why fall for it? You know, just why fall for it? So, but Boston's got some injury issues with Kyrie Irving. So, I, who the hell knows? Who who knows at this point? Uh, by the way, the uh, Stanley Cup uh, playoffs will begin here in a couple of weeks. So that's that's fun and entertaining. They will start what three days before the NBA playoffs. So fun to be had by all coming up here. Let's see, Toronto. Uh, they're averaging four more points. No. They're averaging six more points a game than they were last year, so that's, that's better for them. So you average six more points. That should equal quite a few more wins. Uh, Philadelphia, looking forward to see what, seeing what they can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if LeBron's leaving, I think LeBron, I would say LeBron's going to Philadelphia if I had to pick a team. Really? Okay. Would, uh, if, if you're not staying with Cleveland, I think he's going to Philadelphia. Uh, Pacers, they've been a surprise if the Wizards can get healthy. At least, they, I mean, Sixers, Pacers, first round, that would be, give me that. That would be fine. And the Wizards, Cavs would be somewhat interesting too, don't you think? John Wall and yeah. and Bradley Beal against uh, LeBron James and the, the new crew. Hey, if we get Toronto, Philadelphia in the second round, that would be great. Yeah. No, I, Somebody I, did not I, I agree. Toronto. I I agree. I will be doing a blog post here, too, looking at if you took the top eight teams and do the one through 16 like Adam Silver does, what those matchups would be and kind of figure out a schedule, how it would go. Uh, It's not nearly as difficult as people are making it out to be. So look forward to that here coming up in a few weeks. Um, There's also, first time ever at the Final Four, there is a three-on-three tournament. Good. for, For college seniors. There's 32 conferences, so there are 32 teams. Each conference has a team. Uh, there's four players on these three-on-three teams. Okay. Uh, each conference has them. Retail and Houston is a part of the Summer Leagues for people. Cool. Um, the winner gets like $100,000 or something. This is not NCAA-related, but this is... Well, they're I done with their co- their collegiate career, so go for it. So this uh, interesting thing that, uh, that they're doing, so that's different and I think it's a good idea. Okay, so let me guess who the the force. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay. It's telling you that it might be another guy from North Dakota State. Um, I'm not. I don't know who. Oh, yeah, Paul Miller. Paul Miller would probably be on there. Possibly. Maybe AJ and Jacobson, and then who? Jeez, who the hell? Else? I'm interested in these uh, in, the, in the bigger conferences. Who who are the players from the bigger conferences? Are these actual guys? Or these uh, not, not your best. Oh, who's the big guy from uh, uh, Amigo from Denver? You put get him on that on that team. Amigo, Amigo, yeah, an amigo on the team. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. That'll be interesting. We'll uh, we'll get we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I, I don't like the swag or the BX chances at all. No, <laughs> that's a uh, surprise, surprise. Um, 
I'm sure Loyola Chicago, like the Missouri Valley's like, hey, we're going to have Loyola Chicago. They're like, got a couple oh, seniors in there. Oh, wait, nope, that ain't going to happen. So, too bad. It is. It is. It's like the women are doing this again. Apparently the women have done this for two years now. This will be the third year. And apparently it's going to be like World Cup style where you, where you play. It's not a tournament. I think a tournament would just be simplest. But apparently it's going to be like the World Cup. Like where round you round Yep. And, uh, I assume there's, you know, uh, eight things of four. You win your little pod. Mm-hmm. And it's an 18 tournament from there. Interesting. Something interesting for your guy telling you. There we go. There we go. All right, let's get to, from the court to the diamond, though. Baseball is oh, here, folks. America's oh, old pastime. Oh, oh, <laughs> There's no one more excited about ba- about baseball that I know than my good friend, Mr. Travis Krenz. Uh So, Travis, uh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to break it up into two two weeks here. But uh, we're gonna we're just gonna preview the divisions this week, and then we're gonna do our our awards, playoff teams, and uh, and World Series picks next week. And that could Dos Equis, be... Dos Equis is sponsoring this thing. Uh, are they? The cool. three on three. The three on oh, three. Oh, cool! I, I just thought you maybe got us a sponsor for the podcast. I'd be like, hell yeah, let's get it. No, 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 So good for them. Very good, very good. So, um. But, but that well, we'll, so we'll do that here. We'll give our award our, our because you never know something might happen in four games that could cause something to completely change your perspective. I mean, kind of, so uh, kind of like what I was thinking. I was thinking the Giants are going to be a team, you know, after getting Andrew McCutcheon and Evan Longoria this off season. You know, hopefully, you know, Madison Bumgarner is good, and then he breaks, a, he gets hit in the hand by a by a you know, by a hit and a, by a ball and. Uh, he he's out now for up to two months, so there there goes uh, San Francisco's chances. I feel like. Um, yeah. let, let's just start on the NL then. Uh, Dodgers made the World Series last year. In the NL West, is there any reason to believe that any other team is going to come close to the Dodgers? I mean, injuries are always a possibility, yes. but no. Yep. I mean, uh, Dodgers are looking better. You know, if they could not lose 90 games, that'd be good. Giants look like trash. Um, so disappointing. So yep. old. So bad. Uh, Rockies, I don't like the Rockies as much as some. I think they finished slightly under 500. Um, they were a nice surprise last year. And, uh, I mean, Arizona could challenge maybe. They were surprised last year as well. But they don't have well, J.D. That... Martinez this year. And, uh, yeah. I mean, what, Zach Greinke, is, is he... He's not going to start opening day, right? Like he's fine, but uh, I mean, there's issues with him. So um, I mean, they do have my one of my favorite guys, Paul Goldschmidt. So Paul Goldschmidt, yes. But uh, yeah, I, I I just don't I don't have as much faith in Arizona this year. I mean, what do we think of the Padres? You know, they get Eric Hosmer. Are they? I mean, they're not going to be good this year. But there are they. Any closer to building a, a relevant team, a competitive team? Yeah, they, they are on the come. They are on the come. The come is there, and they're on it. Good. Um, they're. I mean, they got a lot of good prospects. They've got. Um, I, I, in fact, in fact, uh, the person I was on the phone with an hour or two hours ago is a Padres fan, and uh, is he's it excited Evan about their. No, not quite. He's a Yankee fan. 
Oh. Uh, this Padres fan I was talking to, he's excited about their pitchers uh, in a couple of years. He thinks maybe 2019, 2020, they can be they can be a pretty good team over 500. They've got a couple of arms they're looking for. They added Eric Cosmer, which I don't like because I think he sucks. But um, <laughs> for their purposes, hopefully he does well because that's a lot of money to spend on a guy who's slightly above average. Um, so they're a team that could, uh, in, in coming years, in a couple of years, we should talk about uh, talk about the fathers. What about the uh, Rockies and the, and their pitching? You know, they they were a little they exceeded expectations last year. We know how good you know they have with the you know, like the Charlie Blackman and um, and guys like that. Arenado. Arenado, yes, of course. Uh, but what about uh, what about their pitching? You know, the the bullpen, everything like that. Uh, didn't they did they add a couple of pieces in this offseason, or am I? thinking of something else yeah they lost Greg Holland who for some reason still is not on a team uh bullpen guys um they've got a lot of starters uh they added Wade Davis so they replaced one Kansas City guy with another uh they got Brian Shaw from uh Cleveland who's very good they, they've still got Jake McGee so their top three for the bullpen is good and they're probably gonna have to be used a while uh John Gray is their ace uh if he can stay healthy, like he's uh, one of the best pitchers they've had in quite some time. Uh, other than that, they've got a bunch of iffy guys. Um, I guess so. There, I mean, their, bull, their, their bullpen is good. Mm-hmm. They get to their bullpen, they, they've got a good chance. All right, well, that that is good news. I will uh, I'll welcome that here because I think the, I, I do like the Rockies. I like what they have, and you know, playing in Coors Field, obviously, somewhat of a somewhat of an advantage for them. Uh, NL Central, I think, is going to be incredibly competitive. I love what the Milwaukee Brewers did this offseason in getting, you know, Lorenzo Cain and uh, you know, making that trade. Uh, the, Christian Yelich from uh, from Miami. So, that big moves there uh, for, the, for the Brew crew. I think they are going to be outstanding this year. But then again, you have you Darvish signing with the Cubs. They have to add to their already tremendous nucleus sure they lose jake arietta to philadelphia but who cares um you darvish is going to be special i think this year moving from the uh, i mean he was decent with the dodgers last year i think he's going to be just fine with the cubs this year he gets to play the reds in the in the pirates a lot so that's fantastic but um i think it's the cubs and the brewers this year one you know in the nl central the cardinals as always will make things interesting they had a bit of a down year last year i think they'll be far more competitive this year vying for a playoff spot in the Pirates. Can we ask, what the hell are the Pirates doing? What is their, uh, what is their mindset? What What is their vision for this team? Because to trade away your franchise player and Andrew McCutcheon, and then it's like, oh, they're not, and then the, who would they make a trade for the other week? It was like, oh, well, like, is this an attempt to? Garrett Cole? Who? They traded Garrett Cole to Houston, a pitcher. Yeah, I mean that's not good. Uh, but I thought they traded for a, a for a bat. Uh, Corey Dickerson from Tampa Bay. Yes, maybe that maybe that's the guy. Thank you. Uh, obviously, you could tell my my baseball knowledge is is uh, incredible at this time of the year. Um, yes. But it, it's just like what what is Pittsburgh doing? I I think they are going to be the worst team in this division this year. I will even put the Reds above them. Uh, I think the Reds are still the worst. Uh, Pittsburgh, they claim they're not rebuilding, but that's what they are. 
They should have traded McCutcheon a couple of years earlier. They, they were in that, that you know, they, they made all those wild card games. What they won one of them. I think they actually made the, made a playoff series once. Mm-hmm. Against the Cardinals, if I uh, recall. Yeah, yeah. McCutcheon, uh, two years ago, was very bad. Uh, last year, he was, was, he'll never be as good as he was, but he turned it around good enough to where he could get something from San Francisco for him. So they sold him as high as they possibly could at this point. But yeah, it's, um, I mean, they had a pretty good run. Uh, Garrett Cole, I like him a lot, but it appears yeah. that they are tearing it down and, and trying to build it up without completely uh, tearing everything down. They're kind of in that no man's land of, they've got a couple of good young guys, but it's not looking too great for them. Uh, and, and their division is very difficult. So, Do you agree with me that the Brewers are going to be one of the best, uh, most improved teams from last year? And they were good last year, but I, I think they're just going to be awesome this year. I would say no, because I'm, I think they were over 500 last year, weren't they? Right around there? Right around there, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm anticipating minimum 10-game improvement. So you've got them in the playoffs. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to tip my, you know, show my hand oh, too shit. early, but yeah, I, I, I do at this point. I believe they will be for, for sure a wild card team. What the hell was their record? They, they had to be above five hundred. So if they win ten more games, they were. I mean, shit, they won eighty six last year. Yeah, okay, maybe, okay, maybe that's a little, maybe that's a little don't. bit of a stretch, but they're they're winning they're at least winning, ninety games. Shit, if they're winning 96 and they're going to win the goddamn division. I'll say, I'll um, just say they, they win at least 90 games this year. I don't like them as much as you do. I don't think they're making the playoffs. Uh, they might finish over 500. Uh, their pitching doesn't do anything for me. Uh, Jimmy Nelson, their best pitcher, he's going to be out for a couple of months. Uh, Chase Anderson is their number one now. He's He's pretty good. Uh, besides that, they don't have a whole lot there. So, um, and their offense seems to be—it uh, was good last year. Seems to be improved. So on paper, their offense is good. I mean, their pitching—I need more from their pitching for me to buy in. But they've got a bunch of great, uh, great hitters. Travis Shaw is the guy who had a great year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Yelich and Kane—they'll bat one-two at the top of the order. Um, Ryan Braun—he's about done. There's not much left for him. Um, Eric Sainz was the big surprise the first couple months of the season. He kind of s- s- petered out. Um, so I could see him and Braun splitting time at first base. Um, but they, the one, I mean, they've got enough prospects to trade for a for some pitching. I thought like an Alex Cobb or an Arietta would have really put them over the top. So I, I need them to trade for a pitcher here at the. Uh, Okay. And what do we think about the Cardinals' chances this year? I like the Cardinals as a wild card. I mean, they're just a team that, I mean, they're the same old Cardinals. They're boring as hell. Uh, they got Ozuna, who I like a lot, mm-hmm. for my, from Miami. Uh, they had Tommy Sam, a very surprising year last year. Uh, Molina's still kicking. Uh, they're pitching uh, pretty young. Pretty good pitching, so I guess I like everything about them. They're just a solid team. 
Uh, best Collins. fans in baseball. And they're the best. They know baseball better than anybody. And um, I thought Greg Holland would go here. Um, they did sign Luke Gregerson from Houston to be their closer, but he's going to miss the first couple of weeks uh, for it's not worth much, but whatever. So uh, I like St. Louis to be the second best team in this division. All right. And then the NL East, you arguably could have the best team in baseball, the, the Nationals, and the worst team in baseball, the Marlins. I mean, I... I I still don't understand what Derek Jeter's vision is with this team. Uh, they're going to be absolutely awful. If they average 10,000 fans a game this year, it would be uh, somewhat remarkable. But, uh, I mean, the Nationals, this is the Nationals' division to, to lose. I don't, I mean, the Mets could be interesting, but injuries are bound to happen to their pitching staff. Uh, the Phillies might be improved. Sure, that's great. Uh Braves, we'll see what they can do. I think they are a team kind of like the Padres that are on the rise. They're on the come. And then you have the Marlins who are just shit. So uh, break down this division. If, if there's any more breakdown that you need to do. I mean, I love what the, the Nationals have with you know uh, Matt Scherzer, or Max Scherzer and, and Steven Strasburg. Of course, you got Bryce Harper. We'll, we'll see if this is his last year in Washington or if he'll you know re-sign with them. Uh but, I mean, yeah, it's it's the Nationals' division to lose, and I bet they win this one by minimum 15 games. I, mean, this is, I think this is a pretty decent division. I mean, you've got the Marlins. Um, their goal is to make money, obviously, when you get rid of... Uh, huh? get rid of you 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 know, you cut, cut the payroll by extremes. You know, you, you, you want to make some of that money. So that's, that's what we're in it for. Uh, Washington, I mean, they're going to be, uh, you know, probably one of those two or three teams people are picking to win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam, Adam Eaton. I like Adam Eaton a whole hell of a lot. Um, outfielder, he, uh, he tore his ACL. Uh, early first couple weeks of the season, that really sucks. And uh, I think he's really good. Uh, and then and they were really good without him. But if you add him in there, I think he can be a, a great leadoff guy for them. Mm-hmm. Trey Turner. Trey Turner is a guy. Uh, this is his, I believe, second year. And uh, Trey Turner, he's a legitimate guy. So even if Harper leaves, the cupboard's not bare. For Washington, Ryan Zimmerman had a really great year last year, bounce back year for him. If he can stay healthy, that'd be good. And they probably have the two best pitchers any team has. Um, Gio Gonzalez, um, you'd expect yes. him to have a worse year because he kind of uh, outdid himself last year. But uh, it's a very good team up and down. I mean, the offense, you know, I think, is, is tremendous. Anthony Rendon is a tremendous hitter as well. So their offense is, is tremendous. They got a new manager, thank Christ. So, yeah, they're, they're them, Dodgers, Yankees, Houston. Okay, because because I'm drawing a blank here. Obviously, no Dusty Baker. Who is the the Nationals manager now? I think it's Dennis Martinez. Oh, okay. Dennis Martinez, uh, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay assistant or uh, Tampa Bay guy played. He played for a while. Um, Cubs guy. Um. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, say, okay, 
I'm going to. I want no, you. No, to, Cubs, man, who do, Cubs manager. Who the hell is it? Joe Madden. Joe Madden. This this is a Joe Madden guy right here. This guy was with Joe Madden when he was with Tampa Bay. Okay. And he was with Chicago. And he was with the Cubs. So this is a Joe Madden guy. With Dave, Dave Martinez. Dave Martinez. Very good. Okay. I'm going to give you a week to, to ponder this, and I want a creative answer next week, and I will think of a creative answer as well. What if I get you right now? What if I got some right now? No, uh, because we're going to talk playoffs next week. So I want to know, because I I mean, if you if you want to say one now and then have another, I expect another creative answer next week. But I want to know how the Nationals are going to uh, disappoint once again in the playoffs and uh-huh. lose. So... If, if you need a week to think about it, certainly go ahead. Uh, I want a creative answer, though, next week. Well, I got something, I got something for you right now. All right, let's go. There's a terrorist attack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, the obvious aside. Like a, it, 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 it's like a terror. It's, it's like this. They'll be up in a series like 2 nothing or 3 nothing. There'll be a terrorist attack in October. They'll have to postpone a week of playoffs, and then they'll you know, lose that 3-0 lead or something like that. All right. That, that I guess, is somewhat creative here. So uh, I want another one next week. I will come up with one next, uh, next well, I, I week. I want you just one, one every week. It's like the Vikings playoffs. Do sure. a new one every week for 30 weeks in a row. Very good. That'd be, that'd let's, be great. Let's stay on the East Coast. Let's switch to the American. I do, I yeah. do like I do like the Braves, though, there. Uh, I, I'm usually, I'm usually down on the Braves. Braves. This is good to hear. But they've got some. They've got some guys that are coming. They got guys. Uh, Ronald Asuna, outfielder. He should start the year with them, but he won't. Uh, he should be up in no time. Uh, second baseman Ozzy Albies was very good last year. Freddie Freeman hopefully doesn't get hurt. Uh, so they uh, they did a pretty quick uh, quick rebuild here. Uh, I mean they've got a boatload of prospects. So yeah, Braves in a couple years look the hell out. Very good. Very good. Um... Let's let's stay on the East Coast. Let's go to the American League. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but the Yankees have uh, Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. So, um, is there any reason why the rest of the American like I would just say you know just throw a softball up there, see if they can hit it, give them one home run a game. I mean, this is as dynamic of a a hitting duo, a one two punch as I can I can recall in the last what five you know. A decade or so minimum. I mean, this is in the history of baseball. It's not okay. too much to ask. Okay. I mean, I, I didn't. Well, I didn't want to go all the way back to 1885, but I mean, it's how how are you going to pitch to this team? I mean, this. I mean, they are they are in a home run hitters park, Yankee Stadium. It's like the, it's the Coors Field of the East, and uh, I mean this. I don't even know what to say. I'm, I'm at a loss of words as to how you're su- expected to stop Judge and Stanton from just annihilating opposing pitchers. Judge had that big slump in the second half yep. where he was terrible. But some he of that could be just... linked back to the home run derby. No, no, no. No, no. Okay. Reasonable. I mean, you got that. So you hope. I mean, he was not even... He was not a slam dunk. He's, a, he's, he's an old, he's not very young. He's like, what, 25, 26, 26. He's not, like, he's a young dude. Um, he's not, like, what, Stanton's maybe a couple of years older than he is, and mm-hmm. Stanton's, been, Stanton's ninth year, for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
So Judge wasn't even a slam dunk to make the team last year. And that was a, a huge surprise if he did what he did. Uh, Stanton uh, misses a few games. He missed uh, 40 games a couple of years ago. He missed he half the season. hit in the jaw. I mean, well, I mean, that, I mean, well that's how you pitch him. You throw right. it at your goddamn face. You throw it at your goddamn face. <laughs> and you knock him out for the rest of it. That's how you pitch him. Um, you know, so... Uh, I think if this is the fourth time ever you've had the two home run leaders in both leagues play the next year, I think is what I saw with each other. And it it hasn't happened in a long, long time. Um, Gary Sanchez, the catcher. Yes, he's phenomenal. So I think you're going to see uh, Stanton, Sanchez, and Judge that way. So you're going to break them up that way. Um. There's been talk of having Judge lead off, for Christ's sake. Yeah. So there's been talk of that. But, uh, yeah, two two potent hitters. Uh, Sanchez, if he stays healthy, he can threaten 40 dingers. Uh, his, he's on a historic home run rate. Uh, Sanchez is for his first 150 games. It's awfully impressive. It, it is. Uh, it's very impressive. It is. The one thing, though, that I, I will say, and I think you alluded to it, uh, with uh, with Judge's poor second half, is that these guys can strike out a lot. I mean, uh, Poppy from Highly Questionable, he calls Stanton the whiffer. Now, I think he's a little more uh, of a the harsh what? critic than uh, Poppy, you know, Dan, Dan Levitard's father. Oh, what, did he, what did he call him? The whiffer, because he strikes out a lot. He swings and misses. So, um, I mean... That's the one thing I think that you could see is that, yes, you're going to get home runs from these guys, but they are going to strike out a lot. A lot, yeah. a lot. Yeah, but it's a deal where everybody else is, too. So, it's yeah. um, the game is a lot different than even two or three years ago. It's, it's a completely different game. It's like the NBA is completely different Chicks than it was the, four or five Chicks years dig ago. the long ball, that's for sure. Um, it's very different. So, I mean, they're going to strike out a lot, but their bullpen is great. Yes. Their, their starting rotation, uh, that's a... there's any question, it's the starting rotation. Um, but Severino came out of nowhere last year to be one of the best pitchers in baseball. They got Sonny Gray. Uh, Sabathia is 37-38, but he had a good year. Um, Tanaka, uh, he was up and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Montgomery is their fifth starter. Why I like a whole hell of a lot. So there's there's not much, not many holes on this team either. Very true. Boston is certainly going to give them a run for their money. Of course, they have Chris Sale. You have David Price, so that's good. I mean, they have they have they have a very solid team. But I just don't think any team is going to really challenge the Yankees for the division. Is I mean, Boston. I, 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 let me phrase it this way. I think Boston can challenge, but Boston is not going to win this division. I think it's the Yankees' division um, case closed. Yes. I am interested to see if Manny Machado will stay in Baltimore. That is one of the major storylines I'm watching. Because I don't think Baltimore... Baltimore was kind of disappointing last year. And I don't think... I don't know what they did this offseason or what they have that's going to make me say, Oh, yeah... This is a team to watch out for, and with Manny Machado, most likely leave. I mean, he's leaving. Let, let's face it here. Uh, even the most adamant uh, Orioles fans like Scott Van Pelt, 
they will they would even have to admit yeah it's it's highly highly unlikely that Machado comes back so if the Orioles are struggling I say watch out for a trade to um to a contender like maybe the maybe the Yankees add another one because there's Judge is trying to recruit Machado Major League Baseball frowns upon that but I mean I just think you're you might have to trade him to get anything back for him to try and rebuild uh the Rays will see what they can do but I don't think it's going to be much and then the Blue Jays and yeah, the Blue Jays they'll be decent but it's the Yankees, the Red Sox, and everyone else as far as I'm concerned. Some projections have the Blue Jays as the second wild card. Uh, I, don't, I don't see that. They got them winning 85, 86 games. Uh, I'm not quite that. I'm not anywhere near that excited for them. Uh, Baltimore seemingly always exceeds expectations. They don't look very good on paper, but somehow it had some good years. Mm-hmm. Everybody in that lineup besides their catcher should hit at least 20 home runs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's it. Or you want to get uh, interested? Can I pique your interest? You did. In every single goddamn yeah. player except uh, their yeah. catcher. Yeah. Hitting 20 home runs. Uh, they traded for Tim Beckham, uh, shortstop third baseman Tim Beckham from Tampa Bay. I believe he was the number one pick uh, a few years ago. Now he's 28 years old, and for the first time in his career, he shined like people thought he would uh, in the second half. So if he can be like people thought he would be as a number one pick, um, that could be a boost to their lineup. Again, Machado uh, had a very bad first half. He was better in the second half. He's also switching positions uh, to shortstop. So that's just what he started as, then he went to third base, and now for whatever reason, he's going back to shortstop. Okay. Uh, Chris, Dave, Chris Davis was absolutely awful, so there's not much there for him. Um, they did sign um, a couple of pitchers. They signed uh, Alex Cobb, who I like a lot. Mm-hmm. They signed Andrew Kashner. He did pretty good with Texas. So they, they've got to, they, they uh, addressed their pitching a little bit with some uh, Andrew Kashner cheaper option. So I guess I'm more bullish on on Baltimore than most. And uh, it sounds like Tampa's going with the four-man rotation, which I'm a huge hell of a fan of. Six-man, four-man, do something different. I I love, I hope Tampa Bay does this the entire year. Very good, very good. Let's move to the central here. Um, I mean, is the... Could we characterize the uh, the AL Central as possibly the worst division in baseball? Yeah, the bottom's bad. Bottom's very bad. Who's going to be worse, the Tigers or the Royals? I think it's going to be the Tigers. I agree. Okay, can we play a game? Can uh, Let's play a game. You, of course, can you name five Tigers? I, I will not look. Five Tigers... You got a list there for you? No, I don't. I don't. So I that was oh, I was uh, let 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 me. They got Miguel Cabrera. They got Miguel Cabrera. Oh, they they do still. That's a shame. They got what Nick Castellanos. Uh, Michael Fulmer's a pitcher. Uh, they've got F. Flariano because uh, Ron Garden hires the manager, so all the old twins are there. Oh yes, yeah. F. F. Flariano is there. Um, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now here. Just 
Their their closer is Shane Green. He's pretty good. He could be a a guy you could maybe trade. That's five guys. Very good. Um, Jose, what, Jose Inglacius, shortstop, who's a good defender. Um, yeah, their, their starting pitching is not good. Jordan Zimmerman is going to start their first game against Pittsburgh. He is a bad pitcher making a lot of money. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed here. I'm looking at this, and I, I mean, this is... I've been in the midst of the fantasy baseball drafts. Yep. Yeah, you do. I mean, the, the first name that I come across that's even remotely familiar is Miguel Cabrera that I'm seeing there. Just a quick glance over everything. Nope, uh, nope, nope, nope. No, nope. Uh, no, nope. no. no. I mean, this is... This is uh, pretty pretty awful stuff here. I mean, Victor, Victor Martinez is goddamn near 40. This is, should be his last year. Oh, yeah, pitchers are bad. The pitching is bad. Daniel Norris, Matt Boyd is a guy. Oh, Victor Martinez, I, I know him. You know Victor Martinez, yep. James, yeah, this is a bad team. James McCann, yeah, I mean, this is... This is pretty bad. So I think I think the Royals do it. The Royals have Mike Moustakis, so that's great. Um, but I, yeah, the Royals are bad. The White Sox they are on the on the cusp of doing something pretty stellar, I think. And then it comes down to the Twins and the Indians. And I we know what the Indians have. You know the you know Corey Kluber and and everyone there that you know they they have great bats, everything like that. And then it's the Twins, and I. You know, the the thing that scares me the most with them is the the fact that Irv Santana will not be starting here. He, you know, with, he's not going to be around for a while. But having said all that, I love the addition of Lance Lynn. They actually did something and got Lynn. Uh, you you got, uh, I mean, the D, you, you, they addressed the bullpen. They have good lineup. I mean, this is a team that can put up a lot of runs. You know, with Dozier and. And Sano, if he's not pudgy and he's not serving a suspension, so that's great. Uh, but I, I just love the this team and how they've they're constructed, and I think they are they are the second best team in this division behind Cleveland. And I don't think that's a stretch to say. No, it's going to be hard pressed to see three worst teams in those three bottom teams. I think the Twins. I'm going to say they win this division. Uh, injuries for Cleveland. I don't, I don't like their their four and five starters. Uh, Josh Tomlin, I think he's pretty bad. Uh, Mike Clevenger, he's all right. Um, but again, Kluber, Carrasco, very good. Uh, Trevor Bauer, he strikes a lot of guys out. I haven't liked him in the past, but he he showed me something in the second half of last year. So if he can get rolling uh, like he was in the second half, he'll be awfully good. Uh, their offense is all right. Uh, they added Yonder Alonso to replace um, Carlos Santana at first. He went to the Phillies, so yeah, their their outfield like maybe get uh, their their outfield isn't great. Um, Bradley Zimmer's a guy who they called up last year who uh, struggled a bit. Uh, a lot of his, uh, he's a, he was the first round pick uh, four years ago. So I mean, Cleveland's very good. Uh, Twins. I mean, the pitching for the Twins is much improved. So, yes. I mean, I mean, again, everything clicked with the offense last year. Everybody uh, exceeded expectations except Max Kepler. Uh, then you had Logan Morrison, who's had a great year. So, 
This is the, probably the most optimistic you can be for a Twins team probably since 2010. Excellent. Excellent. I, I agree. I think that this is very good. Uh, the team with the longest active playout drought in uh, in all of the four major professional sports happens to be the team that resides in the American League West. That'd be the Seattle Mariners, and I think that drought is going to continue. Uh, they will be good. I think they are probably... I will say they are the third, well, the third best team because honestly, uh, Oakland stinks. I don't think Texas is going to do much of anything. The Angels are very intriguing. You know, Mike Trout can he, if he stays healthy for an entire year, that's great. But it's all about Otani. You know, can can he pitch? Can he hit? Can he do everything? It, it's, he's been under a microscope this spring training, and I would say it has not gone as planned. But in the at the end of the day. Um, that, so I, I think the Angels are definitely vying for a playoff spot there. But uh, it's the Astros' division to, to lose. Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, Justin Verlander, Dallas Keuchel. The list goes on and on and on. This team is loaded, and they are ready to make another World Series run. I love the Astros. They're the best, run. I mean, they're the best team in baseball, Houston. Um, the projections that come out, this is uh, however long they've been coming out with the 10 years or whatever. Like, they're projecting Houston to win 100 games. Woo! There was the Dodgers, Dodgers, Cleveland, Houston, all, all like 100, 101, whatever it was last year. But with, with projections, I don't, I, don't, I don't believe any team's ever been projected to win 100 games in a year. They're projected to win, I think, six more games than anybody else. This is just an amazing amount of quality talent. Uh, the depth is there. Um... I don't think anybody could have imagined, you know, when we were on them years ago. Yep. We hoped when Sports Illustrated was on them years ago. And they, and they hit it on the button. But, God damn. Um, they got Verlander, and I don't think they win the World Series without him last year. So that I was agree. A, that, was, that was a good move and good for him for, for making that choice to, to go to Houston. Um, and it's an embarrassment of riches. They've got... They've got a couple guys that, that aren't even in their starting rotation that might be the third best uh, pitcher for some. They, they've got seven good starting pitchers. It's goddamn ridiculous, yeah. uh, the depth they've got. Yeah, it, it's absolutely phenomenal. And so I don't think any team's going to touch him. What do you make of Otani there with the Angels? And do you, do you see any other team in the division making a run at a wild card spot? Assuming that the Astros don't, uh, you know, go pear shape and and uh, and lose the division. Uh, Otani's been bad. Uh, he struggled. Uh, it's very important that he does well with this hitter pitcher thing because this is something new, and uh, baseball is very slow to change. And people are saying you you cannot do this. Um, when he's proven he can do this, I mean, there's, there's, he, he did it in Japan for n- numerous years. He did it very well. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why he can't do it here. Um, if given the choice, I mean, he's got to be a, a good pitcher first. Um, so it's very important that he does, does well because he's the first of what could be a couple of guys that could try this. The talk maybe, I mean, if he gets off to a bad start, I would maybe send him down just to work on some stuff. 
because he's been, you know, very bad uh, this year. It sounds like they're also going with a six-man rotation, which is very interesting. Um, so, again, that intrigues me. Um, Ian Kinsler, they, they got, they traded him, or traded for him for Detroit. He's going to be 36. He's very old. He doesn't have much time left. Uh, Albert Pujols is the worst player in baseball. Oh, no, not the worst. Give me another guy that's worse than him. That is your homework for next week. Find me a player who will who you think, and and, and holes if healthy. I mean, he's going to be out there. Can I just say any Detroit no. Tiger that's not uh, Miguel Cabrera? Let's see it all. We'll, have to, we'll compare at the end of the year. I mean, Albert yeah. Pujols. Are you it, saying for not, the money? It, like, is, or are you well, saying... Everything it, involved, yeah, it's not good. And even if it wasn't for the money, um, which doesn't help matters at all, no, it $30 doesn't. million to be the worst player, it's not good. Like, if you look, if, uh, you know, you look at the war, he's a negative war player. He was minus 1.8 last year. So that means... You're better off with him not on your team than on your team. Uh, he had 23 home runs. He had 101 RBIs. Uh, he damn near played every game. He only missed 13. Mm-hmm. His OPS plus, his OPS plus was an 81. 100 is average. That is well below average. It is a steep decline for this man. His slugging percentage was 386. That is. 180 points off of his career average. That was 70 points worse than the year before. Mm-hmm. And the good news is, what, he's only got four goddamn years left of this contract. He's Woo. got four years left. Uh, shit, so on this. For my money, he's the worst player in baseball. Again, if you're picking some Detroit guy for making league minimum just to piss piddle around out there in the outfield, I mean, between the two, who would you rather have? This piddle Detroit guy or Pujols who can't barely walk? Well, it, it, for the money, if I mean, factoring in the money, then I'm not going to take Pujols. But uh, I, I would just say... He's the worst player in baseball. Okay. He can't, he, he can't run. Well, yeah, he's he got, can't he's got bad feet. Yeah. He he He... He's not even a good hitter anymore. As you know, his OPS plus, you're on base plus slugging compared to league average. He's an, he's an 81, which is 19% below 100, 19% worse than average. He led the league in double plays last year. His on base percentage is 286. Average is around 315, 320 is league average. Mm-hmm. So his on base percentage is 30 plus points. Below. It's not good. Nope. That was last year. That was fucking last year. <laughs> what the hell is yeah. he going to do this year? Yeah. I mean, Jesus. I, Christ. Hey, yeah. You're right. You're right. I, I just, just track this son of a bitch. Just track this guy throughout the year. And let's see what this guy does. Maybe he can, you know, have one more year where he's not complete trash. But shit, what a, what a, that's a, that was a bad contract. That was a bad deal, was it not? That was a it terrible was, deal. It, it, was, it was very bad. It was very bad. No, no other way around it. No bones about it. Here's an idea. Don't give a 32-year-old guy 
uh, $300 million for 10 years. How about that? How about that for an idea? Yeah, Don't boy. do that. That's smart. That's economics there, Crins. That's smart. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> Goddamn insanity is so, what it was. So... Next week, we will give our playoff picks. We'll give our Cy Young winners uh, MVPs, World Series uh, prediction, and uh, World Series winner. Anything else baseball-related or otherwise before we say so long? Fat Bart is going to pitch for Texas. You know what? We always love when Fat Bartolo is a part of baseball. I think this might be his last go-around, so enjoy the fat man while you can. Why didn't he stay with the Twins? Do the twins not want him? No, we don't. We don't. He was bad. He wasn't terrible. He, he, he won some games. His ERA was like five something. He I mean, he did better than I thought he would. They, they scored some runs. Was he better than Kyle court. Gibson? No. Duh. Gibson Gibson. Was very, in the last last two months, Gibson was very good. Okay. So we, we need to, if we get that Kyle Gibson for a year, then that'll be goddamn fortunate. So. We need we need him we need him to step up, but uh, yeah, baseball it's starting on a Thursday this year. Every day, I believe every team's playing, so it's a good deal. There's not maybe two or three night games that night. But every team's starting on the same day. It's on a Thursday. No, no Sunday night opener or anything like that. Um, plenty plenty of the baseball. Very good. Well, we'll, we'll like I say we'll get our playoff teams and. Uh, hand out some hardware next week we'll recap the final four it's going to be a good show next week uh, make sure you listen to it uh, thank you as always my friend and we'll, we'll chat next week enjoy baseball I know you're very excited and enjoy the final four enjoy it all tons of ball that's right thank you sister Jean <laughs> alright very good alright thank you Chris. we'll see you later alright we'll see you later Travis Crins join us here, Sports Block Podcast. Always appreciate the time and perspective, as always. Uh, and that's pretty much all we have for this week. Um, you know, we got the NHL playoffs starting up here. Can the Wild? I mean, I, I've been asking the Wild. I want to play Las Vegas in the first round. I and mean, to do that, the Wild would have to be the first wild card. But, I mean, the, the abs are charging fast. The Blues have all of a sudden gotten hot. The, the, the oh, you don't care about hockey? Well, the, the, you know, let me finish my thought here. The Ducks are good. I mean, this, the Wild are going to struggle to make the playoffs here. Five of the last seven are on the road. It's going to be tough, but I, I think the Wild are going to be in the playoffs. The Timberwolves are going to be in the playoffs. So, uh, NBA and NHL playoffs, uh, great stuff. Uh, of course, coming up here in the next few weeks, we'll have Jeff Lloyd uh, the second from Lockdown Browns podcast on to uh, to preview more of the draft, give us his mock draft and everything. Uh, so that's great stuff there. Uh, we'll try and get him on maybe maybe like three straight weeks leading up to the draft. So that'll be good stuff there. Uh, as always, you can find this podcast available online. Just search uh, it's on iTunes. Just search the Sports Block Podcast. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at ND Stacken. Also on Facebook, Nathan Stacken. Have a link posted to this podcast. Uh, middle part of the week, it is a weekly podcast. Appreciate Travis's time as always. He's very excited about the baseball. Hope you are too. I'm, uh, yeah, somewhat there. But I think the Twins are going to be great this year. So that's going to be very intriguing and fascinating to watch. Uh, enjoy the Final Four, Sister Jean. Good luck, Loyola Chicago. 
I uh, hope you beat Michigan, but I mean, said, I think Michigan's going to win. Nova's going to beat Kansas, hopefully, and I think Villanova is just a team to beat. So we'll recap it all next week. Final four from San Antonio. It's great stuff. Uh, games are found on TBS. Again, 6.09 Eastern, 5.09 Central Time, Loyola, Chicago, and Michigan. And then 8.49 7 Eastern, 7.49 Central Time, Villanova against Kansas uh, on TBS Championship Game Monday night. On TBS, they'll give the final, the, they'll give the definitive time with the tip-off there Saturday night. So enjoy the college basketball, enjoy the Final Four, enjoy the uh, enjoy March Madness, enjoy the start of the baseball season, enjoy the final couple weeks of the NHL and NBA season, and we'll be back to ch- to talk about it all next week here. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Block Podcast. Again, now available on iTunes. Uh, as always, we appreciate you listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week. Nathan Stacken saying thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week on the Sports Block Podcast.